The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. We've come this far because the Holy Spirit has been our helper. (laughs) Our trust is not in the strong horsemen. Our trust is not in them because they are very strong. Our trust is not in our intellect because we are very intelligent. Our trust is not in our smartness because we are very smart. Our trust is in the Lord. Let's give Jesus some praise. Oh, I said, let's give Jesus some praise. For we are here to worship him. We are here to bow down before him in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your presence in our midst. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do a new thing in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Let's give Jesus some praise. And let's please be seated in the presence of the Lord. What an awesome time of worship. We thank God for his presence. Thank God for what he's doing in our midst. We thank God for continually giving us the spirit of excellence as we continue to grow more and more into him in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um, This year is our year of influence, and for us to be influential, there is one key person that we cannot do away with, because without him, we are nothing. And so I'm about to teach a very important message that... Uh, As a matter of fact, I would like us to turn them into mini books because this is so crucial that um, for the the Thursday services, we are going to be looking at different aspects of this precious person we are talking about, and his name is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. His name is the Holy Spirit. Well, turn with me, please, in your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 14. John, chapter 14, verse 26. And please, let's make sure we are recording everything, audio, video, because it's so critical that we capture these teachings. Amen. John, chapter 14, verse 26. I want to read it in the Amplified Bible. If you have the Amplified, I'll read it in the Amplified. So I read, this is Jesus talking. Jesus said, but the helper, the comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm teaching tonight on what I have titled the Holy Spirit, our helper the Holy Spirit, our helper. We all need help. Everyone need help. There is no one who will ever say at some point in their life that they have never asked for help. Everyone need help. But in as much as we all need help, it's important for us to go to the right person for the right help. 
because when you go to the wrong person, the wrong help will be dispensed to you. That's why when Jesus was here on earth and he was leaving, he said, I am going to send you another comforter, meaning the paracletos, another of his kind or the same of his kind to come and do what Jesus was doing whilst here on earth, but this time on a bigger and a larger scale. So when Jesus Christ was leaving, he promised us the Holy Spirit. And on Sunday, I said that a Christian without the Holy Spirit is like a brand new car without fuel. The Holy Spirit is our helper. And it's important for us to understand his place in our lives so that we will not be helpless. Amen. What are some of the areas that the Holy Spirit helps us in? Number one, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses or in our times of weakness. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 the Bible says that likewise the Spirit, the Holy Spirit also help our infirmities. The word infirmities now let's go back to the King James Version. The word infirmities there means weakness. Weakness. How many of you have weaknesses here? Anyone have weakness? How many of you sometimes you feel like praying but you're weak? Your spirit want to pray but your body is weak. Yeah. Sometimes you wake up in your bed and you, you say I'm going to pray. You wake up 4 a.m. in the bed and whilst you're praying and, and one, one second before you realize... You're snoring. We all need the help of the Holy Spirit. So the Bible says that likewise, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. In other words, we don't know what we will have to pray for as we need to. But guess what the Holy Spirit is here for? It says, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be altered. Oh, this is powerful. So that means in our times of weakness, the Holy Spirit prays for us. He becomes our intercessor. He intercedes for us. How many of you, um, there's been a day where you're going somewhere and then all of a sudden, something tells you not to go. And then later on you heard that there was a bad news there. That was the Holy Spirit. You thought it was something, but that was the Holy Spirit helping you. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. So it's normal to be weak as a Christian. Sometimes on this walk, it's a long walk. It's a walk of life. It's like a long walk to freedom. And sometimes whilst you're walking, you get weak. You get tired. You get exhausted. But when you are exhausted, that's where you have to call upon the Lord to help you. To help you. Don't, don't try to be, don't try to pretend with God. He already knows your weaknesses. Let me give you an example. All of us who uses uh, phones or iPads or tablets or whatever, when you charge that phone or that iPad, as you continue to use it, the power depletes. Is that right? Yeah, that is the weakness of that iPad. When the power depletes or the power finishes, 
the iPad is at its weakest point. So once there is weakness, what do you do? You charge it. That's the power right there. Do you see what the Holy Spirit does? He helps us in our infirmities. And not only that, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, the Bible says that let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So when you need help from the Holy Spirit, there is a, a specific place you have to go. There is a specific place we have to go. And the Bible says that we must come to the throne of grace. That's where the help is. The throne of grace. The throne of grace is a place of help. The throne of grace. It says, let us come therefore how? Boldly. We come how? Boldly, we come with boldness. Now, this boldness is not physical boldness. Because you know that you are weak. When you are weak, that's when you know he is strong. In my weakness, his strength is made perfect. You understand? So, the Bible says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Mercy. What is mercy? Mercy is what you don't deserve. Undeserved help. Undeserved strength. Undeserved resources. That's what you don't deserve. But you see, when you come to the right place, when you are in your place of weakness, that is the throne of grace, you obtain mercy. And not only that, you find grace to help you in time of need. Grace to help you in time of need. And my prayer is that this year, the grace of God will help you. In your time of need, God will help you. Say a good amen. Amen. I said in your time of need, the Lord will help you. The Holy Spirit will help you because he is our helper. The Holy Spirit makes grace available to help us in time of need. So that means whatever need you have in life, grace has already been supplied in advance to take care of that need. Every need you'll ever have in life, there is help available for you. (laughs) There is help available for you in the kingdom of God. Don't go seeking for help at the wrong places. Come to the throne of grace. It's a throne of grace. It's not a throne of judgment. It's a throne of grace. It's a throne of grace. And grace means undeserved favor. You don't deserve it, but God says, I'll give it to you anyway. The Holy Spirit cannot help us when we look to men for help. Most of the time, people are in need of help, but they go to the wrong people. They go to the wrong places. My wife and I were watching a documentary last night. Shocking. Shocking documentary. Things going on in this world. Shocking. You can, I can't say it publicly. Shocking. But I'm telling you, there are things going on around us. People are struggling. People are desperate for help. And they are going to the wrong people for help. And when you go to the wrong people for help, I'm telling you, they will not dish out anything less than than, (laughs) 
hell to you as, as hell. Shocked. I was shocked. A catalog of, of wickedness. That's why we have to pray that God will bless us. That's why no one in this ministry will lack any good thing. You will not lack any good thing. The Holy Spirit will help you. And not only you, he will help your family. He will help your children. He will help your children's children. And everyone in your bloodline. After that documentary yesterday, that's a prayer we prayed. We pray that the Holy Spirit will help not only our children, our children's children, and generations after us, and the entire church, especially our children. The devil will not plant any evil helpers on their way. God will remove every evil man, every evil woman out of their way. God will remove every evil beast out of their way. Before they get there, that evil beast will be removed in the name of Jesus. So the Holy Spirit cannot help us when we go to the wrong people, when we go to the wrong place for help. Isaiah chapter 31, verse 1 to 3. It says, woe to them that go down to Egypt for help. Woe, woe means caution, caution. Woe unto them that go down to Egypt for help. Egypt represents the world. And going to Egypt means going down. Going to Egypt is not going up. Going to Egypt is going down. You cannot be a Christian and go down to Egypt. That's why the Bible says the path of the just. Romans, uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 18. The path of the justified shining ever brighter. Brighter and brighter. And as this year being a year of influence, your path will shine forever brighter. The path of this ministry will shine forever how? Brighter. Every testimony God gives us will shine forever how? Brighter and brighter. That will be our story in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says that woe unto them that go down to Egypt for help. My dear brother, my dear sister, no matter how desperate you are, never go down to Egypt for help. You see, going down to Egypt for help might be the easy way out at that moment. But there is nothing free in the kingdom of the devil. Woe unto them that go down to Egypt for help and stay on horses. Horses there represent strength, carnality, physical strength, relying on the strength of the world. What are those who go down to Egypt and stay on horses and trust in chariots? Trust in chariots. Chariots there represent speed, strength, and tenacity. Trusting in the arm of flesh. Trusting in physical things you can see. I have never put my trust in men. Never. Never. I have never asked any man for help. Never, since the inception of this ministry. I have never asked anybody, come and help us. Come and help, who can help God? Uzzah tried to help God and he died. It's like a bicycle trying to pull an articulator out of a mud. You are a bicycle. Let's just assume God is an articulator. And, and that articulator is stuck. God will never be stuck anyway. But just for references, and the articulator is stuck. Or its battery is dead. And then you are the bicycle. And then they put a, a, a chain, a cord, and put you on that articulator to pull. Can you? How can a bicycle help an articulator? 
How can a human being help God? How can the creature help the creator? We can't. So it's a woe to them that go down to Egypt for help and stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many. Today you have many money, so your trust is in that many money. <laughs> when you die, somebody will chop that money and say, look at this, excuse my language, and say, look at this fool. He was waking up every day, going, working, working, 6 a.m., wakes, wakes up 6 a.m., work from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. No time for God. No time for God. Working hard. Working, working, working. Trusting in the money. And you have no time to even chop that money. Don't put your trust in things because there are many. In material things. In your money. You think about your money in the bank and say, Whoa, I have it all going on. Let your trust never be in material things. My trust has never been in anything. Anything. There is nothing I have by God's grace that I put my trust in it. Nothing. If God asks for it now, I'll say, Father, take it. So woe unto them that go down to Egypt for help and stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many. And in horsemen because they are very strong. Your trust is in horsemen because they are very strong. Because they are very strong but they look not unto the Holy One of Israel neither seek the Lord. Who are you going to trust in? We've come this far because the Holy Spirit has been our helper. <laughs> our trust is not in the strong horsemen. Our trust is not in them because they are very strong. Our trust is not in our intellect because we are very intelligent. Our trust is not in our smartness because we are very smart. Our trust is in the Lord. He said, but they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. Do you know people come to the point where they don't seek God anymore? Because they've gotten everything they think they want from God. How would you ever come to that stage in life where you think you don't need God anymore? And that's when they start cursing at God, swearing, saying all kinds of things, calling preachers by all kinds of names. Wow. Verse 2 of Isaiah chapter 3, 31. It says, Yet he also is wise. And will bring evil, will not call back his words, but will arise against the house of the evildoers, against the help of them that work iniquity. Now, the Egyptians are men. Somebody say, Now. now. The Egyptians are men. Amen. Say it, say, say now. now. The Egyptians are men. God is trying to tell you the people you are putting your trust in, they are men. They are men. And they are not God. <laughs> God is God. God is not, that's why the Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie. As for man, it's just a matter of time. As for man, it's just a matter of time. They'll change like a chameleon. 
They sit on green chair, they become green. They sit on red chair, they become red. They sit on black chair, they become black. It's like some people that I know. In front of you, they say, ha, ah, pastor, we love you. Pastor, I love you. Pastor, I'll die with you. Pastor, I'll die with this vision. I remember there was a time, you know, in when the ministry we started, maybe I think, um, I think maybe in the fifth or the sixth year, the church grew so much that people were standing out there, out. People, there was no place for people to sit. People were standing outside. And then there was this lady who was in the hospitality team. That day she came to me and said, Pastor, it doesn't matter everybody that leaves, I'll be with you. <laughs> because now she has seen a lot of people. I said to myself, you are saying this because you've seen a lot of people. You see how the church is growing. There are those who are fair weather friends. When you are happening, they say you are my best friend. When you are happening, they say, ha, this is my best friend. There are a lot of sycophants people around. Sycophants. Hypocrites. One minute they say they are with you. The next minute they say, I don't know you. I've been watching the, the, the political race very keenly. Very keenly. With keen interest. How people switch sides. One minute they take a picture with the, with the prime minister and they say, Oh, we are with you, Theresa May. We are with you, Theresa May. We are with you, Theresa May. And then the next minute they said Theresa May must resign. Boris Johnson must be the next prime minister. Boris Johnson. You see, it is, it is, it is foolishness for man to think men are with him. Today they, you are, because don't forget, everybody have their season. Yesterday it was Theresa May. Before it was uh, David Cameron. Yesterday it's Theresa May. Tomorrow it will be Boris Johnson. Tomorrow next. <laughs> uh, and these people who are saying we are with you, we are with, they are Christians. And some of them, I know them. Posting things on social media platform. I was shocked. I said, but this one, last week, he put a picture of him and Teresa May there. <laughs> now he's saying she must go. We need a new leader. And now he's putting a picture of, he said, Brother Johnson all the way. Forgive me. Usually when I'm preaching, I don't mention politicians' name. I don't know what's happening today. But I just want to emphasize the point for you to know that now the Egyptians are men and not God. Where you are going down to for help, these are men. And their horses are flesh. They are not iron. <laughs> they are horses that you put all your trust in. These horses are flesh and not spirit. Their horses, they are flesh. The Egyptians that you are trusting, they, these Egyptians, they are men. The horses that you, you are relying upon, these horses, they are flesh and not spirit. It says, when the Lord shall stretch out his hand, both he that helpeth shall fall, and he that is helping shall fall down. And they shall all fail together. So where's your help? 
I am fired up. I don't know about you. My fire for the Holy Ghost is up on another level. My help is not, listen, trust me. Trust me as your man of God. Never put your trust in man. They'll fail you. Never. My trust is not in anybody. My trust is in God. People come, people go, but God will be with you forever. So the Holy Spirit cannot help you if you go to men for help. If you go down to Egypt, you are actually worsening your case. For the short term, things might look okay, but for the long term, it's hell on earth. That's why the Holy Spirit remains, must remain our constant helper, even in times of difficulties. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 to 3. You see, sometimes when you are desperate, and let me say this to women who are desperate, trusting God for baby, the fruit of the womb. Never listen to any friend that will say, let's go to this Babalao, or let's go here, and let's go there. Woe unto you if you do. Because in your desperation, sometimes you do desperate things. Ask Esau. In his desperate moment of life, he was so desperate, he sold his entire birthright. The moment you are desperate, be careful of your decisions. And please, never make any major decision in desperation. Write it down. Never make any major decision in desperation. When you are desperate, that is not the time to make life-changing decisions. That's why when you are in a fixed, go to the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He is our helper. The Holy Spirit is our helper. And when he helps you, he helps you beautifully. I'm telling you beautifully. Look at how God is helping us in this church. Beautifully. Look. Look at how God is helping us. Look at how God is helping us. We have keyboard players. Not just one, not just two, not just three, not just four. Look at how God is helping us. And we are not paying a penny. Look at how God is helping us. We have drummers, many of them. Look at how God is helping. We have guitar players, many of them. We have bass guitar players, many of them. We have electric guitar players, many of them. We have violinists, many of them. Look, look, acoustic guitars, many players. Look at how God is helping us. Look at how God is helping us. We have never lacked in this church. We have never lacked anything in this church. Look at how God is helping us. We are on TV. Look at how God is helping us. We are on radio. Look at how God is helping us. Our ministries are crossing boundaries. Look at how God, look at how the Holy Spirit is helping us. Because our trust is in the Lord, not in the arm of flesh. You trust men, they will disappoint you. When you are desperate, be careful. Be careful what investments you make in desperation. They say, oh, if you put 10,000 pounds in this investment, in one month you'll get 40% increase. That's a lie. Be careful. 
there are a lot of wolves out there now. Eh? <laughs> when people who are desperate want to kill those who are desperate. The documentary we watch, it's all about students who are desperate. Who are being proud upon by wicked men. Wicked men. And I pray for you that God will help you in your time of need. You see, when God helps you, it's sweet. No man can stand and say, I did it for you. No man. Any man who stands somewhere and says they helped this church, God will kill them. They didn't. No one helped this church. Nobody can help this church. That's how I, 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 we were there from the beginning. You were not there. You were not there. Oh, look at where they are now. They are flourishing. Oh, we were there from, we helped. You were, you helped God. No, it was not you. You thought you were the one. No, come on now. Come on now. Are you following what I'm saying? Look at how God is helping us. Look at us. Everywhere is full of blessings. There is joy in the church. Nobody is under any pressure. Is anybody under any pressure? No. Is anybody under any duress? No. There is joy in the church because our trust is in the Lord. The Holy Spirit is our helper, not man. I keep telling you a time will come. We'll have 10 keyboard players. 20 keyboard players. 100 drummers. In one church. In one church. I'm not talking about in different church. In the same church. You'll see a session where we'll have, we'll, we'll, we'll put numbers on them. Keyboard number one, keyboard player number two, keyboard player number 20, keyboard. <laughs> and very soon you see two people playing the same keyboard. Two people play one keyboard because there are too many players that we don't have. We don't have the time to rotate them in. So we have to put two on one keyboard. I'm telling you. You watch by Sunday. You see two people playing one keyboard. You say, wow, how did this happen? Because the Holy Spirit is our helper. So Isaiah 43 from verse 1 to 3, it says, But now thou says the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. God is my redeemer. Not man. Not woman. No one. God is our redeemer. He says, many of you are going to the wrong places for help. That's why Abraham said, I will not take even a shoe latchet, a shoe lace from you, so that when God blesses me, you will not open your mouth and say, I, I helped him. You helped who? You helped who? God is my helper. I said, God is my helper. The Holy Spirit is our helper. You see, after this teaching, the Holy Spirit will come alive in your life. And you, wherever you are, you begin to ask him for help. Today I was going somewhere, I was going somewhere, and I was praying. I said, Holy Spirit, help me. Be my helper. Holy Spirit, be my helper. And when I got there, what I wanted, I didn't get it as I wanted it. And when I was coming back, the Holy Spirit just said to me, I helped you. You see, <laughs> he said, I helped you. 
But you didn't know that I was helping you there. And sometimes that's, you see, sometimes God will help you by disappointing you. Sometimes God will help you by not giving you that job. Sometimes God will help you by not giving you that promotion. He's helping you. You say, how? That's how the Holy Spirit helps us. Do you know how I met my wife? She went to work one day and a drug addict took a knife after she closed her shop, closed her pharmacy. The guy was hiding in the corner and, you know, brought a knife, wanted to stab her and she was able to rebuke the guy in the name of Jesus. She fled, she ran and when she got home, she was very scared and there was this lady who was sitting at, came to look for someone where she was staying. Did not find the person because the person was not there. So the lady was still sitting at the stairs. So because of the encounter my wife had at work, when she got home, she was terrified and she wanted someone to talk to. So as she was talking to this lady, then they became friends. Later on, this girl became a member of the fellowship that we started of this church. Then she invited my wife to the fellowship. <laughs> you don't, this one will take you 20, 50 years for you to understand. You see, that day, the Holy Spirit helped her by trying to use somebody to frighten her. And through that, she formed a relationship. And then from there, marriage came out of it. My prayer for you is that the Holy Spirit will put the right men, the right women on your path. Every evil beast you remove away. You watch what will happen in this ministry before covenant. Those of you in this church, God will quadruple your level. He will quadruple your level. That's what he will do in your life. It will be a season of multiplications in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says, Isaiah 43 verse 2, it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with thee. When you pass through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shall not be burned neither shall the flame kindle upon thee, for I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Hallelujah. So when you go through the waters, when you go through the challenges, when you go through the storm, you don't know what he's doing. He's helping you. He's helping you. He's purifying you. When you come out, you come out as gold. You come out as gold. You come out as gold. When he places you on the world market, everybody wants to associate themselves with you because God helped you. He says, when you go through the fire, some of you might be in your fire stage of life, but as you are going through, one prayer, you must never stop praying. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Like the three Hebrew boys, in the midst of the fire, the Holy Spirit was helping them. I'm not standing here and saying that going through the waters, going through the fire is easy. It's not easy, but the Holy Spirit will help you. I said the Holy Spirit will help you in the name of Jesus. That's why Psalm 124 from verse 1, it says, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say so. <laughs> The reason why you came out of the waters 
and the rivers and the fire was because the Lord was with you. Many people thought by now you'll be gone, but you're still here. You're still praising the Lord. That's why it's our month of joyful praise. It doesn't matter what's happening, you praise God. In the midst of the situation, you praise him. You declare his name over that situation. And as you do that, his name will be glorified. Says, if he had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up quick. <laughs> when their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who had not given us as a prayer to their teeth. Say amen to that. God will not give you up as a prayer to their teeth. Then our soul, verse 7, our soul is escaped as a bed out of the snare of the foulest. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Every snare that the devil has put in your future, we declare them broken. We declare the snares broken. We declare the snares broken. Every snare is broken. Every case of snare, it is broken. In the name of Jesus, I decree by the power of the Holy Ghost that every snare is broken. Every snare they have laid against this church, it is broken. Every snare they have laid against my pastors, it is broken. Every snare they have laid against my leaders, it is broken. Every snare they have laid against members in this house, it is broken. Any snare they have laid into the future of our children, they are broken. I said they are broken. In the name of Jesus. And we are escaped. We are escaped. We are escaped. You will escape every wicked snare. Every snare that has been put ahead of you. You will escape them. It might be a snare of accident. You will escape them. It might be snares of sickness. You will escape them. It might be snares of poverty. You will escape them. It might be a snare of bad marriage. You will escape them. Every snare of divorce. You will escape them. Every snare of your children. Running mad. Running wild. You will escape them. I came to prophesy to someone tonight. I said every snare that the devil has laid into your future, you will escape them. In the name of Jesus. They say it says our help is in the name of the Lord who has made the heaven and the earth. That's where my help is. That's where our help is. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Not in the systems of this world. Our help is not in the economy. Our help is not in men. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our help is not in our degrees. Praise God. Degrees are great. But our help is not in any of them. Somebody say, Holy Spirit. Our help. Say it like you mean it. Say, Holy Spirit. Our help. Jesus said, I'll send you the Holy Spirit. And he will help you. The thing about the Holy Spirit is that Jesus said, he will be on you and he will be in you. Uh, 
He is on you and he is in you. That's the advantage you have. You are better placed than David and the prophets of old because in their time, the Holy Spirit only came upon them for a specific task. But with, for you and I, the Holy Spirit is upon us and in us permanently. Permanently. Jesus said, I and the Father will come and make our abode in you. You are his dwelling place. The Holy Spirit, our helper, never leaves us. Men will leave you, but he never leaves us. <laughs> Your husband may have left you, but the Holy Spirit never leaves us. Your wife may have left you, but the Holy Spirit, he never leaves us. He sticks and stays through thick and thin. That's why Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 and 6, the Bible says, let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. For he had said, I will never leave you nor forsake thee. He has said, his words are sure. His words are guaranteed. You can trust his on his word. Whatever he says will be, becomes. Are you following what I'm saying? When the Holy Spirit said, let there be, there was. Everything he says becomes. So you have to learn to hold on to his word. His word says, I, the Holy Spirit, I will never leave thee nor forsake you. So if at one point the devil tells you, ah, uh, I don't think God is with you in this situation. Quote Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 to him. Tell the devil, the Holy Spirit will never leave me nor forsake me. And when he says never, he means never. Never means what? Never. He will never leave you nor forsake you. If you find yourself in a desolate place, no one thing, the Holy Spirit will never leave me nor forsake me. That's why verse 6, because of that we have a confidence. We can say so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Why don't we give Jesus some praise? I said why don't we give Jesus some praise? So that we may boldly say how do we say it? Boldly. How do we say it? How do we say it? How do we say it? Boldly. I say things boldly in this year, not because I am arrogant or prideful. No, because I know who has called me. When I tell you very soon you see 5 million in Solution Chapel International. I'm saying it because the Holy Spirit is my helper. <laughs> I'm saying it on the basis of his word. So we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. Not man. The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. The almighty God. The Holy Spirit. He is my help. He is my help. Not man. The Lord, he is my help. 
If you are wondering, oh, he has no help, you have no idea. You'll see shortly. I just have to pray that the Lord will open your eyes to see the helpers he has put around me. When Gehazi was not sure, he saw an army encamp around them. Elisha said, Father, I pray that you open his eyes that he may see. There is not one day that I have, let, I have ever lacked help. We have never lacked help in our house. <laughs> I remember when my mom died, you know, and I went back home. <laughs> Everybody was relying on me. They said, yeah, he's come from London. He's come with lots of money. We went coffin shopping. You know, you know, you know, when I say coffee shopping, you have to go different places. We went coffee shopping. And you know when people are behind you and they think you have the money and they see the price and they say, okay, let's choose this one. Not you choosing, they are choosing. Yet they are not the one paying. And my wife will tell you, ask her. I did not take one pound from the church. I did not take one pound. Whilst we were going coffee shopping, I did not have one pound in my, in my pocket. I, I, I lie not. Whilst we were going from one shop to the other, when we see and they say this one, I say, no, this one is not good. I'm saying it's not good, not because the thing is, because the money is not there. The money is not there. The money was not physically there. And a holy anger rose up within me. And I said, God, you did not call me into ministry that even when my mother dies, I don't have money to buy coffee. I said, what have you called me into? You've called, I left my job. I left everything. And my mother is dead. I cannot even buy the coffee. We're going one coffee shopping. And all of a sudden, the Lord is my helper. 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 I bought that coffin, paid for things. I said to them when we were having the meeting, we will not borrow one P for this funeral. We will not be in debt for this funeral. And by the time we finished, we did not borrow one pound. We were not owing anybody. The funeral was, all those who came who wanted to laugh at us, they said, ah, look. He says, he says, a pastor, pastor, broke pastor. But I was wealthy in the Lord. They thought I was broke, but they didn't know that I had a helper. His name is the Holy Spirit. Come on now. And the thing about God is he provides the help at the right time. <laughs> at the right time. At the right time. At the right time. That's why we speak boldly. When you see me speaking boldly, I know who is my helper. I'm not speaking based on my resources. I'm speaking based on his resources. I tell you, a day is coming. You just have to mention the name of this church and doors will open for you. I'm telling you, a time is coming. You just have to mention the name of this church and, and you don't need a visa to any nation. They will open doors for you. Your children will have free scholarship. Not just your children. Your children's children. Your children's children's children will have free scholarship just by mentioning the name of this church. Because the Holy Spirit is our helper. The Lord is my helper. 
and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. You take my coat of many colors. You think you have taken something. You haven't done it. You haven't seen anything yet. You steal one member from this church. You think you've done something. God has added 20,000. You took two from this church. You think you've done something. God has added 100,000. Because the Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man will do unto me. That's why we have to pray that God opens the eyes of understanding to see the help. Most of the time, it's not that the help is not there. The help is there. But just that our eyes have not been open. That's my prayer for you. That's a prayer Paul prayed. <laughs> So without the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, you cannot access the help available for you in the kingdom of God. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15. It says, Wherefore I also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may be able to know what is the hope of the calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the state. So, you see, until the eyes of your understanding is enlightened, you will not be able to know. Did you see that? That's, the word know there means discover. You will not be able to discover the help that he's put around you. And once the eyes of your understanding are enlightened or are open. Look at what happens next. He says, then you'll be able to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him up from the dead and set him at, the, at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come. So do you see the key there is the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Once your eyes are open you have access into these realms of power. You know that you are far above the devil. You know that you are far above all powers all might and all dominion. And you know that every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Verse 22, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Hallelujah. Write this down. Everything you'll ever need in life to become successful is not far from you, but close to you. The reason you haven't received them yet is because you can't see them. Everything you'll ever need in life to become successful is not far from you, but close to you. The reason you haven't received them yet is because you can't see them. That's why you have to always pray. Holy Spirit, open my eyes. Don't sleep. We are on a job, on a lifetime job. Don't sleep on the job. Amen? Don't sleep on the job. Keep your eyes on the job. Amen? 
Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.